Welcome back, people. This is Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast. I'm your boy, Mr. Prez, and with me always. It's your boy, Cash, a.k.a. Exec P. What's happening, good people? Man, Cash, for the new people who ain't never heard us and don't know what we're about, please enlighten them. This is Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast, a podcast about music, sports, entertainment, culture each and every week. That's what we aim to give you guys a little bit of artists, production will give you people that's in the culture that's doing great things in the community that's what we strive to do each and every week so i mean i'm excited man 2022 we here first episode bro so i'm I'm excited to be back man this episode number what episode 141 i got you cash i got you cash we 141 and uh man we've been doing this for a minute now so uh like you said, like we, we, we kicked off last year. We said we was going to get get some interviews in, and I think we did that. We we did it a lot. I mean, we we, we met a lot of people, talked to a lot of different, introduced uh, introduced fans to a lot more other artists out there, some of the underground artists. Uh, and, and then we continued to talk about what we usually do, you know, our sports and our music. So I think 2021 was a, was a great year for us, uh, growing growing uh, in this podcasting thing that we do. So, uh, but getting to, but 2022 is going to be that much better. So just want to go ahead and start off the year right, you know, continuing with the, the great parts that we brought in for 2021 with the interview. Yeah, for sure, man. And, and um, with that said, like this year, we wanted to level up and do it. We got some producers on last year, but with that, that wasn't a focus of ours. But as we progressed, we were like, Hey man, we gotta involve all different facets of the culture. It just can't be the artists because we know the producers are the sound bed to anything that these artists do to allow them to continue to focus on writing the rhymes and, and singing. You know, as far as R and B goes. So, with that said, we our man King James he sent me a verse a couple weeks ago, months ago actually, and um, this verse ultimately ended up on the producer that we have for you today, Marikai's project. Self-titled America. So, I mean, it's that simple. I'm not going to lay into it anymore. I'm not going to belabor the point. I just, let's let's bring him to the couch, bro. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. All right. So, welcome into the couch for the first time, America. What's going on, man? What's going on? Thank you guys for having me. Happy to be here. Hey, man. Well, ha- we're happy to have you, man. So, I mean, first first and foremost, I mean, ha- happy 2022, man. Happy New Year, man. How- how's it How's it feeling so far as far as the new year and, and the new energy as far as the projects? Man, uh, it's, it's it's exciting. It's going into a new year, you know, because I dropped this project last month. So I've only had it out for only a, uh, like a month now. But I'm already going into 2022, you know, excited for new projects to work with new people and just expand my audience and try to try to just grow more as an artist, too. You know, just like we like to open up and get to know you and, and where you're from and, and what you're about um, with one question. We like to start with one question. You know, how did you how did you fall in love with hip hop and in particular production? Man, uh, I got into hip hop maybe around eighth grade. And it's funny because I know like the moment I really got into into hip hop. One of my friends uh, back in, in middle school lent me the Snoop Dogg Doggy Style CD and you know, we, you know, we all know, like, that's one of the best West Coast classics ever. It's like, uh, just, just a classic all around. And as much as I love Snoop on that album, Dre's production is like really what geared me into, into hip hop. And so after, after listening to that, I delved into a lot of 90s stuff. I was a 
very like 90s uh, golden age hip hop kid. So I got into Nas, Mob Deep, Wu-Tang, Biggie, a lot of East Coast stuff, as well as West Coast as well. And then you had artists like Outkast, Farside. And so I just really started uh, delving into them. And what always stuck me out was just was like the production of everything. I went from from like the, the lyrics of it all to just understanding production, looking up how artists like our producers made their beats, sample credits. And that's that's what really like geared me in. But yeah, man, I got to give credit to, to Doggy Style. That was for sure the very first album I heard that made me fall in love with hip hop. That's dope. That's dope, man. And um, and being being from Cali, man. And, and you mentioned a lot of just legendary artists or just legendary groups that we all we all feel great about. Um, you know, Pres, do you want to dive right in with this as far as some of these questions? Get right into the project. Uh, I, got, I got a question about this Snoop thing too. I mean, because Snoop Snoop is such a pivotal character. You know, what I mean, everybody loves Snoop right. nowadays. But I remember, you know him kicking down the towers and everything in New York, you know, starting up the little ruckus. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great, great time. But uh, so, yeah, uh, so you talked about the sampling and everything. I don't know Dradem did that heavily uh, when he was coming up. So, like, can you start us off with that? Just telling us a little bit about what, what did you learn from, like, sampling on the producing side? Like, Man, I mean, for me, it was just, just, I don't know, like, start, like, starting with Doggy Style, like, the production is just, like, it's just incredible, man. And the fact that, uh, something about that album really made me like geared towards just the production. Like I was looking up just instrumentals of the album, not to say like Snoop, Snoop didn't do his thing. Cause we all, you know, I'm pretty sure we can all recite like a lot of the lyrics on that album, but just production and the way that it makes you feel uh, like you said, it's like the sound bed of like the whole album. So I really was into just getting into how like samples were flipped. Like if you heard some, some of the stuff, not just on doggy style, but just in general, it really blows you away. Like how people can turn something that was made probably like in the seventies to maybe that's just like a, a eight bar loop and turn it into like a whole song. And it just becomes its, its whole, a whole new, like it's whole new life, you know? So that's really what geared me towards production. And yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I don't, I don't rap. And, uh, doing production is kind of like my way of contributing because there's no way like me personally like I'm not a rapper at all so that's what made like helped me be able to contribute contribute to music on this EP I do none of the rapping but it's funny like when I was uh, I'm 23 now when I was around like 14 years old which is when I started uh, I did want to rap like because I was into a lot of uh, rappers like you know like I was saying mentioned earlier like Nas AZ and you had under, underground cats like MF Doom, Blue, uh, Elzai. I was really into a lot of those artists. And I had like a little stint where I tried to tried to rap. And it, on YouTube, there's like this video um, where I do like a freestyle over uh, Clan in the Front by Wu-Tang, like that instrumental. Um, and it's still on there. I'm not going to, I'm never going to show anybody that, but it's still on there somewhere. But that didn't go so well because, you know, like, that just it wasn't my thing. So, oh yeah, all the all the production on this EP is me. Uh, and yeah, it's, I started around fourteen years old, and I'm twenty three now. So I'm going almost a decade. Ain't no way in hell I want something that I did at fourteen that I feel like is embarrassing. 
out there still for everybody to look at. <laughs> like, I, man, you got to have a, a, a uh, you got to be strong mentally, like to just leave that out there and not, not let it bother you. And just saying like, Hey, that's the way it kind of started at. Cause man, it, it's funny. I, I remember I recorded that in, uh, in my garage on laptops, on the laptop microphone, not an actual microphone, not <laughs> even a, a phone. Like it was just a microphone on the laptop. And uh it was like in the garage next on like my laundry like on my uh dryer it was it was bad man but i keep it up because i have no more so i can't even delete the video if i wanted to <laughs> and two is just i can still find it and it's just a, a reminder yeah. like a humble reminder of yeah. of just like where you started yeah I, I like it as a home video let it let it be a home video i ain't gotta ain't gotta have it out there for everybody <laughs> else to see all the time so yeah, I just had no one's heard of that. <laughs> none of my closest friends, not even my girlfriend. No one's heard it. Just just me. Just me's heard it. Yeah, man. I was saying, like, as far as equipment, how do you how do you begin that? Because you got people from all ages, as I've seen and, and as I've gotten back on social media the last couple of years as we've started this podcast, like you got people from you know, the age of 14, apparently, you know, you that know that they want to do this thing. Um, all the way up until now, you know, but one thing that you find that's kind of hard to do is, you know, the equipment, what should you get? What is enough? You know, what, what, what do I need? Like, how did you come to that over the course of, you know, I guess from your early years up until now? Man, just a lot, like you said, a lot of YouTube, a lot of research in the internet, just asking people on forums, like what exactly you need. And it's kind of hard when you're first starting out because there's not one uh, definitive answer. Like some people are straight to MIDI and and do everything uh, on the computer. Some people are still analog. Some people still use uh, gear where you need a bunch of equipment. So it was really hard trying to figure out like what exactly you need because everyone makes music differently. Uh, but you know, I just did a lot of research on forums. Like there's this forum called uh, Future Producers, and I just asked people on there what exactly you know they use. And me personally, I use this uh, MIDI called the uh, MPK25. And yeah, I just told my, I asked my parents because they've, they've known I've always been into music. And so they got it for me. And funny enough, that was when I was 14 and all the beats that I made on this project are still the controller. And I tell people all the time, like, you don't really need much. It's always a person behind it. Like the gear doesn't make you, it's always you. Like, anything you use it's not going to make music for you you know it's the person behind it so if anyone needs you know is is wondering like how to start off or what to buy you know just keep it as simple as possible because you don't want to invest a lot of money and find out this isn't for you so you know i would just say keep it simple and then the more you fall in love with it the more i would say you can expand your, your gear but as far as me i've kept it I've had the same piece of gear since I was 14 and that's what I made all the beats on this project with. That's impressive. That's impressive. Uh, and I, and I'll speak myself and prayers. You feel free to jump, jump in. Cause I know you had something about the, the sound of the entire project. Like it, it didn't feel, I mean, you've been doing it almost a decade now and since 14, you, you would hope that you get better, but I mean, it sounded very well put together. Like you put a lot of thought into who would sound good on certain type of beats um what made you decide to get the artist that you got on here i'll I'll let you kind of divulge who you have on your project for your first project can you give us some of the names man i mean it goes from uh sky zoo um you know a lot of people know sky zoo that's someone that i definitely wanted on especially because i heard 
after him was with his uh, album with Apollo Brown. And Apollo Brown's going to be someone that, you know, you'll hear later on because he's a huge inspiration on this project. You know, Hype, a, a, a very talented underground rapper. Chinch33, a turntablist, a DJ. He did all the scratches. My man, uh, Dust Till Dawn, that's an actual friend of mine. And we did all the songs uh, in person. So all the verses he has, uh, it's we recorded at my house. Um, Teddy Andres, Damone Tyrell. Again, two people that are just very talented in their own right. Uh, Annoyed, another guy that we worked with, Static Selecta, and that's how I got introduced to him. Uh, novelist, you know, Clear Soul Forces, and uh, King James and Shay Noor. I mean, you know, we talked about it earlier. King James is just one of the most under underrated rappers I've ever I've ever heard. Man, like any any time I hear a verse from him. It's cool. He, he has, a, he has a, a bar on uh, my song. I call it, it's a bizarre ride. I call it the far side. Like when I first heard that, man, it's just like this guy just has a way of connecting metaphors and similes. And I just couldn't believe that I was able to get him because I'm like, there's people, there's people on the project that I reached out to where I didn't know like how the verse was going to come out. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's like, it's a surprise like to see like what they do. But there's artists like for King James where I was just like, dude, I cannot wait to hear it because I know he's going to spaz on it. And that's exactly what he did. But all those people, you know, I was uh, either a fan for a long time or I found their music and really delved into like their discographies and found and just was excited to work with them. Like everyone on here is someone I'm a fan of. There's not anyone on here that I felt like I was doing it just to do it. It was people that I genuinely listened to like on a day to day basis. You're you're in uh, Pasadena. <laughs> These artists are all the way on the other East Coast. Like, <laughs> like how does how does that sound? Is that what everybody's like listening to around there? Or you know, like like how do you mold your your uh, hip hop catalog that you listen to on a daily to you know find these type of man? I well I would I want to say you know after I found Doggy Style I really gravitated towards East Coast hip hop. Like uh, some of my personal favorite albums come from from East Coast. So I. So I would say it's a coincidence that I gravitated towards them, but yeah, man, just reaching out to them, um, digging, just digging for people and finding them, or if I wasn't already a fan of them, you know, just reaching out. But I want to say a lot of my, my taste in, in music uh, coincidentally just comes from like East coast music. Like for me, that's, that's, uh, that's what my ear gravitates more. So it's funny enough that a lot of these artists you mentioned are from the East coast. So as as far as the sound of the, of the project and you doing your uh, research with the artists, who was the most surprising guest that you were able to nail down and who did you keep off? Who did you keep off or didn't respond that you reached out to? Man, surprising. I was honestly surprised that uh, Skyzoo got back to me. Not, not cause, not cause um, like, it's just, it's just, uh, he's probably the biggest artist on this project. And me, um, just like, I didn't have music out before this under this name. Like, I had music out before this, but I used to make, like, like lo-fi beats and, like, mm. like instrumental type stuff. So nothing serious. But, yeah, so when I started this, like, under this name, I was surprised. I, I like, the fact that he responded to me and was down to do a verse. And he even, he even worked with my budget, you know. I, he gave me his budget or he gave me what his uh, price was. And when I told him that I was out of my budget, he worked with me and he delivered a really dope verse. And 
it's funny enough i mean the that song he's on the original instrumental uh, is different because I, mm-hmm. I sent him a different instrumental and he sent it and when he sent me the verse back i loved the verse but i was like man like i gotta do better on this beat if i'm gonna have sky zoo on it so then i reworked the beat and made a whole new one and then when he heard the song he was like man like i feel like my verse isn't lining up right so instead of charging me to do it again, he just did it for free and he sent it for me uh, like the very next day, like very fast and professional. So Skyzoo is definitely someone that I didn't think I was going to get, but I'm super grateful for. But as far as people who I wanted, man, I was really hoping I could get Elzai. Like that was someone I definitely wanted, but like, I'm going to have to work yeah. harder, hopefully get him next, on the next project. But Elzai for sure is someone that I definitely want to work with. Only natural, I explain what the f defines my name. Yes, it's only natural. What defines my name? What defines mine is knowing where I put it. There's a fine line between me and being godly. The divine kind is seeing me, seeing your goats, pin out a Mont Blanc. I pen for me and you both. Double duty like prime time. I'm back on my greatest shit, but really never left it, so I'm still where I was resting and nah. I don't just be saying shit. If I Yeah, hear that? See? Within his budget, he worked he worked with him and Sky's that's that's a dope story, man. That uh Sky was able to do that and send a second verse. Like, you know, a lot of those stories is and, uh, you know, folks that stand up like that, you don't, it happens behind the scenes, but it's always dope when you get to hear like an artist that you feel maybe out of your reach. is just like a regular person down, down to earth, right. understood, you know, um, what you, what you got going, you know, what you got going and what you want to do moving forward. So that that's definitely dope, especially for this to be your, your first big look, um, having, having him open it up, you instantly, had me um, locked in because Prez knows this. Sky Zoo is like one of my favorite artists. And um, also I'm from Brooklyn as well. So, you know, it's always dope to see that type of stuff uh, happening specifically for young up and coming producers. So that, that's a great story, man. Great story. I was going to say, uh, so so going forward, like uh, you saying, this is you coming out uh, pro- producing under this name and uh, you, you gave this product, uh, you know, just a collection of artists and through it, sprinkle throughout. So I want to know what what direction are you planning on like taking on future product projects? Uh, are you looking to like link up with like a singular artist and go like uh, let's say the the hit boy route or anything? Or are you gonna continue to make like a compilation type albums like this, like a la Russ did minus the rapping, and then uh, our our Kanye West just did on his uh, Donda thing. You know he it was. He was doing a lot of that production. He was on the songs. I wish he wasn't, though. I mean, sorry. Sorry if y'all, you're a fan. <laughs> Come on. Come on, man. You had, you, had this, you had to start off the new year with your shenanigans, man. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish uh, that, that was it. So so which which route are you planning on taking? Are you planning on taking the, the hit boy type alchemist route, you know, just having they and teaming up with a singular artist? Or are you going to go more of the compilation type uh, albums like here on out. So. Man, I mean, right now, I've, I've had I, like ideas of collabing with people and doing like a, like a one producer, one rapper. I collab, like, like, you know, back how they used to do back in the day. Um, but as of right now, I, I just want to establish myself as an artist first because I think it's hard as a producer to establish himself as an artist um, because 
there's not really like one voice you can touch yourself to. So first and foremost, I want to like establish my brand and my music before I do like a collab. But yeah, so I already have plans for the for the next EP. Like I want to plan, I want to drop an EP by the end of the year. Where it's the same thing, you know, like around seven or eight songs, collabing with different people, and then after that, just see where I go. But as of right now, I definitely just want to work on on be, like establishing my name first before I collab with people. But there's there's people on this previous project that I did where I would love to do like a full tape where it's just me and me and uh, them. But as of right now, definitely just you know continue to do collaboration projects with a bunch of different people just to establish, you know, who I am as an artist first. Nice. Nice. What makes you go against the grain instead of doing product, just beat, you know, instrumentals and stuff like that. What makes you go against the grain and just like, let me put a whole, you know, thing together. What made you do that? Cause I don't see a lot of people doing it until they establish themselves, but you're coming out the gate trying to curate a sound with different artists. What makes you want to go that route? Man, so, yeah, when I, when I first started making music, I did a lot of, you know, it took a while to find out, like, what exactly was my sound. Like, I started off making soul beats. Then I went to just straight jazz beats. And then there was a couple of years where I did uh, lo-fi beats. You know, I just did lo-fi beat tapes. And the thing about that is that that genre got really oversaturated with the amount of people doing it and kind of the way that they, they thought lo-fi was. So they started getting a little, uh, for lack of a better term, like it just started getting a little corny. And the stuff that I made, although it, it had like some success to it, I was never proud of it. And I never wanted to show people when I told them I made music. It always just sat on Spotify until, and when I want to say it was 2019. I forget what year it came out, but there was this Apollo Brown album called Sincerely Detroit where he did the same thing, you know, that I did. He just got a bunch of different rappers to rap on all his instrumentals. And I thought that was super cool. I thought, man, like this is a producer first and he's getting rappers to just rap on his music. Like, I didn't know that was a thing. So especially for, for this, for this market, you know, just like boom, bat music. So then that gave me the inspiration to do it as well. Like, man, if I can establish myself as this, then that's that's the route I want to go. So that that's how I got inspired to do a project like this. But it's it's just uh, it's years of trial and error. Like I did lo-fi for years, and I got kind of tired of just putting out beat tapes. So I thought, man, I want to make like actual songs with lyrics that people can recite or just like play in their car around people. So Apollo Brown was definitely like the huge inspiration of the idea to get a bunch of rappers to get on my music. All right, President, allow me, if you will, to stay right there in that lane. Um, before we let you go, we got the the normal type of questions that we, we'd like to ask as far as, you know, being that your producer, we got to have some of your favorite. What are some of your favorite producers? We don't limit you to a number. Man, I have this answer ready. Like, I, I feel like as a producer, you got to have this answer ready, like no matter where you are. So <laughs> first and foremost, hey, hey, go I think my lib. Madlib oh. is the is the greatest producer in my opinion. Like he is just the things he does, man. Especially if you look at his catalog of what he's using as samples. Like there's things that he hears and turns into beats that if I heard, I would have just skimmed right by him. And there's no way I would have even used it. Madlib's definitely one. Uh, RZA, man, his his stretch from from '93 
all the way to the 2000s, producing all those Wu records and the solo records is just unbelievable, man. Going from from 36 Chambers all the way to Forever and all those solo records in between, it's just, I don't think there's a peak as good as that. Because he, he goes from like the Cal to uh, the ODB record to only built for Cuban Links, Liquid Swords, Iron Man. Like, dude, like, like most people, most producers don't have that in their whole career. He did that in like three, three years. So RZA for sure. Dilla, of course, man, you know, Detroit, a huge inspiration as well. Uh, Alchemist, I think Alchemist has been around long enough where I think we can consider him up there, especially, you know, it's 2022. Last year, he had those albums with Boldy James and, it's, you know, it's still consistency. And Premiere is another one, man. Just yeah, so. simplicity, simplicity. But I think Premiere like, embodies what, what hip-hop is. Like, it's sampling and it's simple, but it's just dope. Like, anytime you hear a Premiere beat, you know it's Premiere. And I think that's what I love about his music. I could tell, I could tell, especially by um, what you and, and if I'm saying his name wrong, um, correct me. Uh, Chinch33, one of the uh, yeah, you got it. One of the contributors to the project, so I could tell you have that that influence. And man, like that's crazy, man. Just being 23 for you to go back and do the the research. I'm I'm kind of refreshed that the the game and, and music is is still in the right hands, man. As far as you know, wanting willing to do the research, willing to go back and and you know. You didn't mention anybody, you know, that's doing it right now as far as just, you know, cats within your your age range and stuff like that. So um, that's, that's dope that you always go back and do the, the due diligence to to listen to some of the legends, which you mentioned a bunch of legends who have a lot of different projects out. So that's, that's fire, man. All right. So before yeah, we let you go, definitely. man, that's 2020. Yeah. Before we let you go, 2022. Um you know, what, what do you see yourself by the end of the year? What, what are some goals, some hard goals that you have? Man, first and foremost, I got to get another EP out. Like in this day and age, you know, art, small artists can't do one project every three years or four years. Like they got to, we have, we have a very like short time. We got to stay consistent. We got to release music. Uh, I think yearly, man, to, to survive. There's so many people that make music nowadays it, it, you know, if you drop something once every four years, it's easy to get lost in the music. So I definitely want to do another EP. There's going to be a lot of people from the previous ones that I want to bring back. Uh, I'm not going to name who, but King James for sure is going to come back, man. I, don't, I haven't even told him, but I already have a beat ready for him. So I just got, when the time comes, I'm going to send it to him. But if, you, if, you're, if you're watching this, James, like I'm going to hit you up. I'm going to hit you up soon. I already we, got the We can make that happen. I'm ready. sure he'll be back. <laughs> I'm sure he'll be back. He's a cool guy, man. He's a cool guy. He's Very down to earth. Yeah, so he's definitely one. Uh, a couple other people that I want on the project, uh, just have to reach out and hopefully make that happen. But that'll be that's that's one goal. And another one is, man, I've always wanted like a, a placement, like a major, like the artist placement. And it took until last year to for me to realize, like, I think I have the the. I guess like the sound to make that happen, you know, like for the longest, I never thought I could, you know, placement was out of reach, but I found out there's this, uh, there's this lo-fi producer named uh, Black, BLBK, and he's mm-hmm. relatively unknown. He's like, he's like around my age. He did a record off, he did two records off of uh, J. Cole's album. He did one on Four Your Eyes Only, and he did one off of um, 
I think it's called KOD. And he's my age. So every time I think about like, man, I need to get like a placement. I just think about that guy. Cause man, that's like inspiring to be that age and be able to get a placement from J Cole. So that's definitely a goal this year is to, is to get like a major placement. And if it don't happen, you know, there's always next year, man, just got to keep working. I always, I always say like, if I ever get rejected or if I get like turned down, it's never any offense. It's more just like, man, got to get back to the lab and just create something better than something that's going to be worth it. Absolutely. Absolutely. How many times we've been turned down for <laughs> interviews? How many times we keep on reaching out? I keep, you know, I keep shooting. I keep shooting a shot. I send text messages, try to be as personable. I don't like to spam, but you know, eventually you're going to get that. Yes. Eventually you're going to get that sky zoo, that Chey Noah verse, like in the introduction to me, for you as a producer is, is right there on par with some of the people I see doing it, you know, for years, like you, you could tell you have a trained ear and you've worked on your sound. So from us to you, man, keep, keep doing your thing, man. No matter, no matter what, uh, you know, if we have somebody on the podcast that we can facilitate a conversation, if you like that artist that we have on, we'll definitely, you know, try to do that. This, this, podcast and what we're doing this network we're trying to expand and, and network with everybody and get everybody to work together because we think that as a community we can do a lot better together than apart you know what i mean we just playing a small part in it so we can make any connections and can't make no promises but you know we all need to network so we're always here if you need anything man um i think that that's all i got for you man thanks thanks for taking the time and, and working through some technical difficulties earlier in the podcast man so we we appreciate you coming on and taking the time i know it's pretty early there in cali on a sunday so we we definitely appreciate you waking up and, and chopping it up with us you got any last things for, him uh, for us yeah man uh so yeah just appreciate it like i think you was right on like you saying just not putting out the instrumental tapes you know this kind of opens the ear to like the people who you know that's not gonna just the rappers looking for a beat this gonna actually give the uh the fans out there, something to listen to, and then they may say, "Oh man, this guy sounds good," and that that could even you know just somebody hitting you up on uh, Instagram and saying like, "Man, you probably sound good with this," and that probably give you a name that you never thought of that could could link up. So hopefully that kind of works out, and I really do appreciate this, and then uh, appreciate this body of work that you got, and. And then when you were saying about the artists, when they was talking about putting it out multiple times a year, uh, I just got one quick, one last little question on there. So uh, with that, you saying if they got to put out multiple times a year, do you prefer like an EP that's, that's, that uh, people been doing? Or do you do you think the album is kind of dying a little bit? I mean, especially like uh, look, look at what Nas just came and dropped on Christmas Day. You know what I mean? Just the quick turnout spit out and like just give you that 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 locked in sound and just keep hold you over for a little bit because usually if we got a Nas, we wouldn't get another Nas. Yeah, no, it, it, you know, first of all, that album by Nas is, is amazing, man. I love that album. The fact that yes, sir. he just dropped it out of nowhere and yeah, it, it takes a while. Like you said, like we, we, with Nas, it went from life is good in 2012 to, I think it was uh, that Nasir project. And that was like, like seven years in between. Yeah. It was like yeah, five, yeah. six years in between, but I think we live in a very uh, like like we're quick to we're, like we're fast to take in media and then quick to take it out. Like I think we live in a very playlist. I want to say like playlist era where people just save like songs or only specific songs off their of an album, put it in a playlist, and then just not really listen back to the album. Like so, for me, 
I think it's a matter like I will always choose uh, consistency for the quality over quantity as a listener. Like I'll wait five years for a Kendrick album because I at least know like Kendrick's going to give me something that oh, I, I'm not boy. getting from anyone else. You know, we're still waiting. I thought he was going to drop. Last oh, you know, with, with everybody else and go against, uh, go against, uh, you know, his his counterparts and actually be able to put it out with a J. Cole, uh, 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 J. Cole, a Meek Mill, uh, a Drake, you know, then have Kendrick up in there. You can see which one is truly the top in one year. But go ahead. I digress. <laughs> Man, I, no, I'm, I'm with you. I thought he was going to do that. You know, you had Cole drop first and you had Drake drop later. I was like, dude, if Kendrick wants to solidify himself as, you know, the best of our generation, like he has to drop this year, like especially because his... His other two counterparts for the last decade have been have dropped this year, but I don't think he works that way. I think he's just on his own pace. But for me, um, yeah, I think you know we live in a very like playlist era where people just save songs and keep them on a playlist and then move on. I don't think a lot of people really listen to full albums anymore. Like it's like when when's the last time you heard like like a concept album where you it's it's like we hear from song one all the way to the song. Uh, to the last song and it's like a complete body of work and i think it has to do with just like the audience that's listening they're just you know it's it's very quick like you know we take stuff in and then we're done with it and like in a week or so but that's what that's why i feel like if you're not putting out music if you're not established and you're not putting out music it's easy to get lost in and all of it so i think someone like like nas could take a break because he's established for what damn near like 30 years now I think uh, I think yeah. next year is going to be thirty years since uh, since Omatic, right? Or yep, two years from now? That, two yep. years from now. So yeah, because he did Twenty Seven Summers for KD One. I think Twenty Seven Summers was on that, right? And that's what he was talking about. Yep, yep. Yeah, so I think um, I think it's tough, like trying to find that balance of putting out a lot of music, but also being it consistent and good. So for me personally, yeah, just going to try to put out. An EP, just because it's easier, especially like budget-wise. Like if I want to do an album, it's going to cost way more than I could act. Uh, so right now it's just EP. And my plan is hopefully, you know, if I can, you know, anything that I make off of it, off of music is going right back into it. So after EP2, if I start making a little bit more income with this, I can, you know, put in more for bigger features or work with bigger artists and hopefully do an album. But as far as, as like right now, I think people definitely geared towards playlists and just saving a couple songs. You well on your way, man. You well on your way. Like Press said, you, you as long as you keep doing what you're doing, things like the the Sky Zoo situation that you brought up earlier, those things that are gonna continue to happen. Some of the artists you may not necessarily have to pay for because they're gonna want to get on a project of yours because they, you know, they rock with your your sound and everything like that. So I think what you're doing is 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 dope. And um, you know, continue to do it, man. Like I said, any way we can support you, we we will. All right, before but before you head out, before you head out, could you uh tell the people where to find you? Like you said, like you're trying to you want to make ends meet. So yep. where can they buy anything that you're uh doing? Or is it just, you know, get on Spotify and play play through it just so you can get the the residuals off that. So man, right now, you know, whatever streaming platform you're using, uh just look up my name, Merakai M-E-R-A-K-A-I. Uh, and just stream away, you know, share it with a friend, share it with someone that you think would enjoy it. And even if they're not a fan, share it with them. Maybe they'll find one song 
I typically, when I listen to projects, even if it's not, even if I'm not a fan, I'll find one song I like, or at least one song that catches my ear. So yeah, just stream away. And if you know anybody that, that, you know, is, is an artist and is looking for something that I, I'm in the lane with, send them my way. I love collabing with people and just meeting people. And yeah, man, just stream away and just share with your friends. I don't got any merch. Maybe next project <laughs> I'll have merch, but. Hey, it's it's all good. It's baby, it's baby steps. We started out with no merch, uh, minimal plan, but we knew we wanted the podcast. So it's it's only up from there, man. Hopefully you get this band camp up and, and get the people supporting, man, because I, I think they're really gonna support this project. You are on all types of lists on Twitter. I don't know if you you're on there a lot, um, but you were on all types of lists from some some ears that that I actually uh respect on there. So um you're making an impact with project one. So that's all to you, man. Appreciate, appreciate that, you guys. And, you know, thanks. Thank you guys for having me. I, I think uh, it's really dope that you guys shine uh, like a light on not lesser known artists. Because it's hard, it's hard to make, a, you know, like make some noise when you're just, you know, just starting out. So I think it's really dope that you guys give like lesser known artists a lot of attention. Because, you know, uh, quick side tangent. Like I email, like I was, when I was promoting the project, I probably reached out to like 500, 600 emails, just trying to promote it. And, uh, it's, uh, it's difficult. Cause like, you'll get like major, like, uh, hip hop blogs that support, support the community, but they really just be posting the same big artists over and over again. So I think it's really dope that you guys are, are saying, you know what, like, we're going to like shine a light on artists who are not lesser known and give them a platform. So respect to what you guys are doing. The art of the put on. That's what we want to bring back out there, man. Somebody, somebody talk to me other than just the the, the the big people. Give me somebody else new that's coming up. Right, right. So So much good music out there, man. It's it's hard to find, but there's so much good music out there. We we sure enough love digging for it. So with that said, ladies and gentlemen, that's Maricar, producer out of Pasadena, California. Go check out his production. Link up with him. Pay the man so he could keep on putting out bigger and better projects and and. Once he has time to just focus on just the music and that's it. Oh, Scott, Scott's going to be the limit for this young man. So it's only 23. He's doing his thing, man. Hats off to you. Episode 141. Don't sleep on the couch podcast. I go by cash, AKA exec P my man to my left, always to my side, Mr. Prez. He's here in America, man. So we out, we out.